This week on the Posh Wallace podcast, we talk about the obesity epidemic with type 2 diabetes and the research on the 800 calorie diet. Also, we answer a couple of questions from you listeners. Alright, three, two, one. I am currently battling the little C, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? I do not have the little C. I had it the, no. other, I had it the other week, but I, I didn't moan like a little girl about it. Sorry, that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's sexist. I can't say that. I didn't moan like uh, a little, like little weirdo like me. About it. Yeah. 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 It's fine. So I have to already, straight out of the gate, apologise if my voice is even more annoying this week. Um, currently battling my cold, which oh. I think I've given to Josh Silverman. So congratulations, Josh. Yeah, we but spend... you, can just, you can just FMS it off, though, so he's fine. Yeah, he's FMS he's it probably, off. He's, he, must, he must have like a drill it's for that. A, yeah, it's got to be a test for that. And if it, it's just a bit of, uh, I don't know, shoulder flexion somewhere he with posted, a stick. He, he, posted posted today. he posted the other day on Instagram that he had a, a trapped nerve in his neck, and I, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. help but troll him. I was like, surely you can just <laughs> FMS it out. Come on, mate. Like the beauty of the FMS does everything. He loves that. Yeah, he loves the FMS, don't he? <laughs> uh, so what we're we talking yeah. about today, mate, other than being ill. Other than being ill, which I won't go on about it. I'll probably mention it at least ten to fifteen That's times. To say, yeah, every time <laughs> because it's it's the sympathy that I know I'm gonna drag out from Dan. As we know, Dan is a very sympathetic guy. And yeah. he'll I mean with his clients, I'm sure I'm sure if you're one of his clients that you listen to this show, you just get non-stop oh bless you oh yeah. that sounds awful and empathy mate non-stop yeah but I, I will let you in my uh my go-to uh sweeties i have both halls so you go down yeah i've Extra got my, my they, can't see that, Tom. they can't see it mate it's video. well you can see it i'm showing it to you i said here you go dan <laughs> oh, all right jeez i got the extra song minty ones they're like really really hard like menthol so it just goes whoosh, just to mm. flush you out and then you've got the nice suvers they're like the black basically ones. just sweets they're basically just sweet. Yeah. yeah, I've already gone through like two packets. They're great. Um, I love it how it says on the side of them like limit to four packs a day, and you're like, what? Because just what? Because they're sh- cause high in sugar or what? Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing, it doesn't really say. There's nothing in them. I could, I could get like the calorie content. So you got there's, per hundred grams. Per hundred grams of these is three hundred and seventy-seven calories. Sugar. So yeah, uh, what a per hundred calories is ninety-four <laughs> grams of carbohydrates. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good sugars. So we're solid on that. And then uh, current drink, mate. Oh, yeah. Fanta Zero. Fanta Zero is on sale in Tesco right now. So. Well, let's, um, let's start with that then, Tom, because I, uh, with Zero, <laughs> I today tried, I found that the cinnamon coke, it finally made its way to back. We are going to talk about type 2 diabetes, but this is more important. This is more important. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was dreadfully disappointed. And I thought, I got it home, and I was like, right, I need to put it in, the, in it was a big bottle. I was like, right, put it in the fridge. I don't want to try it when it's warm. It won't be as good. I was like, I'll, I'll give it, you know, every every, um, every chance to be good. Yeah. And it just tastes like Coke Zero. And it was like the smallest of small. It's like the size of like your penis. It's like wow. that That's kind small. of that yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah, that kind of hint <laughs> of cinnamon to it. And I was just like, it's it's nothing. It was just it was awful. I just I was really disappointed. But I can also see why they've not made it much stronger because people just wouldn't like it. I get that element. But that 
flavor should be done in normal Coca-Cola because I think that if you had with the actual sugar in it, the sweetness of the sugar would actually help it a bit more. Is there not one with the normal Coca-Cola? Then? I don't think so, no. Yeah. You'd think they'd just just mix it with every, every single one. Like, oh, so, but they don't do any of the any of the flavors in normal ones, really, do they? They're not. I think it's just cherry, isn't it? Just cherry. Um, That's strange. Yeah, no, I, I just I was. They not do like the lime, the lime one. They no, must they used. I think they used to me. I think they stopped it because no one really liked it. I think. No, I can't stand like limes and lemons and stuff. Anyway, it's a bit weird. Yeah. The place, but um, yeah, mate. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, I'm not even gonna bother trying it to be honest. No, um, honestly, mate, waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Coke up your game. Pepsi never do anything like that, do they? Apart from the cherry. Do you ever remember Pepsi did the lemon one? That was incredible. They could. Pepsi had lemon one once, yeah, it was even better than the Coca Cola one. Wow, I'll step there, step up the game. I know, Jesus Christ, but um, yeah. So we got this obesity, 800 calories, and I've just my notes say let Dan ramble. So yep. I'm gonna just let that happen. Um, apparently, Dan Dan came to the uh, the show with some ideas today, which is very novel. It's only taken about 140 episodes, but it's it's yeah. nice. It's always good when it happens. He felt sorry for me. Uh, that was it. I knew you were ill. So um, mm. no, I just saw a post today um, by um, a, a fitness professional. It was about the 800 calorie shake diet that you might have seen in the news. Um, it was probably, I think it was last week or the week before it kind of was talked about again. It was kind of was originally talked about in September and then it's kind of come around again. But basically what happened was there was a study that came out that showed that they gave a bunch of obese people or no, a bunch of type two diabetics who were obviously obese. That's usually tends to what happens with type two diabetics. They're kind of interlinked. Um, they basically over 12 weeks just gave them like shake diet, 800 calories a day. Uh, and they lost like three times more weight than people who were just given the standard dietary advice and some help from a GP. Um, and they were obviously they were in the program. They were given kind of some help about how to keep the weight off and all this sort of stuff. Um, but it, I was going to comment on the post that I saw because the the guy in question was um, um, somebody you may know him, Dan Osman. He basically made a post, and it was said um, like, "Let's not demonize it." all this sort of stuff. I can't remember. It was quite a long post. I can't remember it in detail. He didn't say anything bad at all. But I, w- I was going to comment and I thought I'd just leave it for, for the podcast. I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about and to see if people, what people's opinions are on it. But I, I don't think, the more I think about obesity and type 2 diabetes and stuff as a nutritionist, the more I believe it's just not even an issue around food. Like it's not, it's not a nutritionist job in my opinion anymore. Uh, and I know that sounds a bit weird to say, but I think that because so many of the issues relate from what I can gather, or what I can see related to obesity are not about the food. They're not about whether someone eats a McDonald's or a sandwich and a packet of crisps or a fruit salad instead of a fucking apple crumble that feeds 12. It's, <laughs> it's the, it's the behavioral and the emotional aspect that makes someone not give a shit about that because we said before we came on, like, I was like, people know what's good for them. And Tom was like, no, they don't. I was like, well, people know. <laughs> like, people know the vegetables are better for them than McDonald's. People know that. They just know that. Like, I don't care what people say about like, educating them. Like, I got, you don't have to educate them. You don't have to educate. People who go to fucking McDonald's or eat a packet of digestive biscuits know it's not good for them. They know. They're not fucking morons at that, or that much that they think that it's good for them. They know they're eating too much. And 
I just feel that like the whole war on obesity and, and, and type 2 diabetes and stuff, I just think it's approached just the wrong way entirely. Like, yeah, these people lost weight on the end of calories. You know, it's not a, a long-term, fi- you know, a long-term solution. It's just a short-term fix to get them losing weight. If their motivation then increases for them to then carry on losing the weight, then that's, that's amazing. But it's, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced it's just not even a food thing. It's about understanding why these people care so little about themselves and their health that they're not willing to to even try or to make those changes or to, I don't know, and like, I don't know, I don't know a huge amount about the psychology behind people who are obese or type diabetic, but I'm pretty sure that there's an element there where they feel like it's just too much, it's just too much of a thing to try and do or or whatever, I don't know, I don't know, I just... I just don't think that it's about the food, if I'm honest. No, I'm just, sorry, I've gone, I've gone quiet because I'm, I'm reading the uh, paper. Um, I but... mean, it's, it's, nothing, like, it's nothing in it. Like, you don't really need to know the ins and outs of it. Like, but basically, they were just given like shake diet, right? Nothing, yeah, I mean, it all looks it's horrific nothing, food, but, it's nothing but this crazy. is also where I think this is also where I think it shows that it shows that it's not about the food because you're stuck. You're sticking them on. Listen to this for a day's intake of food, right? Listen to this. A chocolate flavor skim milk and soy protein shake. Well, that's some of us have for breakfast anyway on a daily basis. But yeah, not not the the most pleasant tasting thing in the world. Chicken and mushroom flavor skimmed milk and soy protein soup mix. Mmm, that sounds good. Um, skimmed milk and multi whole grain porridge mix. Proats, <laughs> lads. <laughs> uh, lemon flavor soy and milk protein bar covered in yogurt flavor coating. So they basically got a protein shake, protein soup proats and a protein bar they're basically a fit pro right basically fit pros and aren't they? they've yeah. gone they've gone from eating all that crap to that for 12 weeks and stuck to it they've stuck to it so if it was about the food surely they'd be like oh they wouldn't they wouldn't stick to it they'd like want to have that or maybe they did want the food and obviously but they also had a counselor each week to speak to them so basically maybe like a coach right to help them understand and get through all these sorts of things which kind of obviously help but then the interesting thing was they were then given the other half participants were given the usual weight management advice and support from their gp practice yeah which and they didn't you know they lost a little bit of weight but so the number the numbers yeah so it's kind of classed on the weight loss but more into uh the type 2 diabetes whether they're uh, uh their blood glucose levels go back to normal range whether they're in remission um for like then after a year and it's quite shocking really so of the uh, the people that are in in like the harsh 800 calorie one it's 45 45 percent were in remission after a year so they their blood glucose levels had returned to normal only four percent mm. of that other group uh went and, and they, entered remission. yeah and then they obviously t- the, the groups aren't massive though that's generally obviously because it's very hard to, to get this kind of thing done well, this um, one was i don't know which one you're looking at mate to be fair because in this one 278 people did this one yeah and half followed a plan for eight weeks that they limited to 800 calories the other half were just left you know t- to have the, the standard advice right and after a year the people on the diet replacement shake lost 10 kilos compared with 3.1 kilos for those in the normal group so so yeah i've got 306 participants 
yeah, it must be. It could. Man, there's probably loads of them. To be fair, like yeah. I think there's probably been a few there's, more since then, or whether yeah, they've done uh, from Diabetes to UK. They've done a direct one, so it's called Direct. And, so, and like, a few of them, and Mike Lean. <laughs> what a great name. A few of them, like a few of the comments of people who are involved in it, sort of said, "Oh, the weight starts creeping back on," and um, like all this sort of shit. But but, but now, like, but, for me, for me, it just kind of shows that it like that's it. Just kind of reiterates the point even more. That it's not about the food. Because that sounds like a fucking miserable diet to be on for eight weeks. But they've stuck but, to it to some degree. Like They've also found something that works for them. Well, that, well. yeah, like, there's that element. So the chance if they start to creep up and they get that knowledge that they have gone creeping up, well, guess what they're going to go and do? They probably don't. Hopefully, they'll go back into that diet. Yeah, I just, I just because, don't, I just don't know. Just, that just... level of education has happened. Obviously, it's not a great level of education, but they've actually they've seen something happen. Therefore, they know and they'll go and do it again. So it's more like a reinforcement issue yeah. because it's just, it was I... it was essentially a positive reinforcement within their weight or their yeah. Reason. And the other thing as well, like they say, the weight creeps by combat. Like that's everyone's weight loss journey, right? Is you can only do it for so long <laughs> yeah, until until you kind of have to have a few weeks <laughs> off anyway. And and who's to say that you know if they were a bit more structured with it and they did it again and again for three or four cycles of it, they would work. But that for me is just where I think with someone who's obese, for example, I just think going, oh, eat what you currently eat, but just eat a bit less doesn't work. It would never work. Can you imagine saying, oh yeah, if it fits your macros, bro? They'd be like, well. Well, they wouldn't be able to. I don't think they'd be able to stop, you know, because I don't think it's about the food. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that the massive overhaul for some people is what they need. I don't know. Like, but th- like I said, I just encourage everyone who's listening. To, like, I just think it's an interesting conversation because I think that most people listening is obviously interested in it, and, and I think a lot of people have issues with family, friends who maybe obese, or you know, they get asked about their opinions on it and stuff. And I just think it's quite. It's so multifaceted that I just, the more I, I time I spend thinking about it, the more I look at the many variables, is I just think that the food aspect of it is just so tiny. I think, so yeah, the, obviously the, the food aspects of it is, and the weight of it, or the diabetes, the blood sugar, that is the end goal. But it probably isn't, it's not, not saying it's the determining factor, it's probably not the i don't know i don't know how to put this because it is it is the key it's variable the dri- it, it's not the driving it is, it, yeah it's, it's the key the variable to make to make your result happen but it probably isn't the the main driver yeah so it's probably the socio like economic like psychology of it is probably the the main stuff that actually drives what you're actually going to result into I, I think it's more of the social aspect, more of the psychology aspect. If you think about sociology, it's going to be like people around you, support networks, that kind of crap. Yeah, because the other thing well, like, there's, there's, the psychology there's a, is how you react to those stimuluses. Yeah, there's also that fear of, of people who are overweight. I'm, I can't remember where it was now. Maybe Mac Nutrition did a bit on it. I can't remember what it was. There's something about like overweight people. One of their fears is they lose their friends because all their friends are overweight as well. And like you, you socialize with people, they all eat the same, you drink the same, and you kind of based on social status, you have a, fear, a genuine fear of losing your friends. So if you're obese or you people say, oh, you know, it runs in my family, well, yeah, it's because you're all sat around doing the same thing. So it's harder for one person to then make a change because the others aren't going to do that or they'll try and bring you down or whatever. And there's definitely that element to it where if you know you're on this course of all these people and you can see them or you've got a counsellor, it's like, okay, someone's supporting me here and there's that element to it. But I don't know, I just, I just think that the government and the way it's funded just look at it completely wrong, like completely wrong. Like 
putting a sugar tax on us, it doesn't make it, it's not going to fucking make a difference, mate. It doesn't make the slightest bit of difference. It's, and I understand that that's on there to then support the obesity research and shit like that, but yeah. it, it I, I've said this before, this is probably an awful thing to say, but fuck it, it's not the worst thing I've probably ever said in my life. But like, <laughs> I think there's a point, there's a certain point you have to get to where you kind of have to just like cut the cord and go, anyone over, I don't know, this age who's obese, like we're not going to fund the research for it anymore. And take all that money and just put it into educating kids at schools. Like, just throw it all in there. And, like, yes, it's not fair to say these people, they might, you know, die a few years early because they can't get the medication they need or, or, or I don't know. Like, again, it's like, I'm not saying it's ever going to happen. It's not ever going to happen. Of course it's not. But there has to come a point where something drastic is going to happen, where they go, there are more kids now obese than there probably are old people. Like, and it's just like, that is frightening. And then when you look at it and you realize that the reason that is is because the generation of people whose kids they are they're the ones they're, they're the first generation that have ever got that obese and it's because of their upbringing it's because of their environment it's not because like carbs or bread it's not because <laughs> of that it's because the environment these kids are growing up in makes them that way yeah 100% I mean if we look back just what was it about 80 years ago what environment were our grandparents been yeah I just think it's one of those where, like, you've got to educate. And when I say educate those kids, I don't mean that, like, the people, obviously, kids are obese now. Educating them is not really going to help because their environment's fucked. But it's more about when they become adults and when they have kids. And it's kind of like trying to get, just trying to stop that, that issue and just trying to, like, I don't know. Like, I just think it just, something drastic has got to be done. And I think the way the world is going, it's got to be done sooner rather than later and i just think funding research like this is great it's all well and good but it doesn't actually help many people i don't think think yeah but this this research has basically has kind of laid out all right this should probably be the prescription of whatever diet or intervention for type 2 diabetes basically that's what what lies in for me if you've got type 2 diabetes your gp or whoever's diabetes uk is treating you Probably instead of the traditional way, which only four percent are getting remission from, forty-six percent are getting it from the eight hundred calories. Then probably that is going to be the one that you have to intervene with. Now that's basically what it said to me. But I think the people. I think the other thing is, is there's probably an aspect that's just too nice. Everyone's just too nice about it. Like, like I said, I think there's just this acceptance of obesity now as well, because more and more people are obese. It's just more and more normal. So the you norm, just see more right? and more people yeah, like, yeah. like that. So it's like, well, I'm just normal. I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. You're in triple XL clothes, mate. You're overweight. Like you are. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's, I don't know. I just think it's, tr- it's trying to look at it from the point of view of going, right, here's your diet you're on to cure your type two diabetes and your obesity. If you stay on this diet for this many weeks and we'll give you a counselor help, we'll do all this sort of stuff. If you drop off it and if you don't want to do it, you're not getting any more help. Like, cause we know this works. Like we know this works. Like you're going to die. Like, I don't understand how that's not enough for people to go, oh, fucking, I better do something about this. I, I'm, I'm pretty bad. Which is why, again, I come back to it. I think it's a deeper issue than just going, oh, your diet's off. It's like, well, no fucking shit, Sherlock. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so deep-rooted that I think, yeah, you've just got to at some point just fucking completely flip it on our head and how we treat it and how we manage it and how we think about it in the future because... Yeah, you're right. It's going to take basically the time and money spent to rectify the situation 
um, by doing the groundwork and doing the psychological and social aspect of it is far longer and far more expensive and far, I don't know, more in depth than the, oh, everybody should be on 800 calorie diet. Let's just try to make them do that. Yeah, I think that's it, that, and, and essentially it's a, it, it's almost like the prescribing that would be a band-aid, right? Mm. Right. that's the problem with the whole thing is it's all just band-aids right because it's that yeah. whole thing of like people there's no consequences for these people because well they'll just go and get the medication they need they're, they're made to live longer the NHS they're like oh don't worry someone else's problem they'll fix me the doctors will fix me I'm going to see the doctor well maybe the doctor maybe well, maybe they won't treat you but they won't you know it's not going to happen but like what would happen if they said do you know what by by January 2022 everyone who is clinically obese and type 2 diabetic is not going to get in treatment anymore do you think in the next two years people might start doing something about it? I'll tell you what, I think they fucking would. And like, you can't, and what I'm There's saying is... There's some people who who will miss the message, though. They'll well, miss yeah, probably. I didn't see it, I didn't see it. I'll make just put it on the pucker pie back. It's, it's like, it it's like the... Uh, Donald's drive-thrus, I'll see it then. It's <laughs> like, like the uh, people who I found hilarious, because obviously I, I, I read the news from when the tube light strikes are on, or when the tube closes, and it's the people like, what the fuck? Like, how do we better not? It's like, it's posted everywhere. Yeah. Heard, <laughs> it's okay. You can't yeah. get on the tube today. I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, I like, yeah, I don't know. I like a rant, don't I? I just, you do like a rant. That's I, just I, think, like. I just think it's, I'm just sick and tired of everyone being nicey-nicey about it. When it's, anybody when it's else a hugely serious thoughts. problem, isn't it? It's a hugely serious problem that people aren't taking seriously. Yeah, I just, yeah. It's hard to, without going in, I don't, it's it's hard to know where to start, isn't it? It's like, all right, we've got to go into the kids that route into schools, and then we're saying, oh, education isn't probably question like the problem anyway. So it's the psychology and sociology of that education or whatever is going on, how they interact with it. So because yeah, people know. Hopefully, people know what good and bad food is. It's kind of labelled out in the supermarkets anyway. They do their best for it, so it's just. Far easier to eat some crisps, mate. Even I bought some Pringles today. Even me. Wow. I'll tell you what I've been liking recently, though, is pop chips, by the way. Sour cream and onion pop chips are incredible. <laughs> and I had the barbecue ones. Well, they're good. But, they're good. Um, they are good. Yeah. They are good. It's just that I'm trying to be healthy. That, that's the, uh, what they're screaming to me. Yeah. I'll just have some normal crisps. Have some Pringles. They're on sale. Because they've all got Christmas things on. Oh know. yeah, fucking hell! Did we uh, did we see the the order, the result of of our Christmas chocolate lists? No. What do you mean no? The uh, the, the the data was fudged. <laughs> the data was fudged. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was manipulated. It was manipulated. Like I said to you, mate, the problem with, I'm pretty with the sure whole I'm the problem with the list was the problem with the list was no the problem <laughs> with the list was I put my name and your name on whose was whose and. People who don't like me, all my followers basically voted <laughs> yours because they were doing it just to annoy me, and it's fine. I, I don't want, I just right. don't want you to get the wrong end of the stick, mate. I, I realised that it was what was it like? Uh, only thirty five minutes in, it was the it was already skewed at like seventy percent for me on your story. I, I, I came back. I definitely came back. <laughs> you came back. Yeah, it was. It actually ended up a little bit more even than it, I thought it was going to. Uh, I thought I was absolutely going to whitewash you. I think it was around sixty forty or fifty five. 45 to me clearly it was it was my, it was my it's... win my win on both our stories i think it was like 51 49 ever like it wasn't brexit mate, it was closer to, it was closer <laughs> than brexit it was fucking closer than brexit and, and arguably more important but less fucked up than brexit <laughs> um let's talk about that fucking hell we all day 
No, we've already done that before. Um, um... <laughs> we are all fucked. I saw that. I saw yeah. today that all food prices are probably going to go about twenty percent if we leave Brexit. Brilliant. That'd be good. Well done, Brexit. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> At least they beat you. Might not be able to afford it then, and they lose weight. But... <laughs> yeah, that's. Mate, not, I want to get the actual result up from that. Because... Oh, I wouldn't bother, mate. I wouldn't bother. It was. There we go. Oh, there we go. My the, one. Was... I'd say, mate, it's the only thing you beat me at in your life. <laughs> the only thing you've ever beaten me at, mate. That was. Um, if anybody missed that last week, Dan's top four celebrations, roses, miniature heroes, quality street. My top four miniature heroes top celebrations second, roses third, quality street fourth. I did have one of my clients that concurred you. Actually, uh, he didn't concur with you. Actually, he he disagreed with both of us and said quality street is top. Wow. Mental. Absolutely. Ali, if you're listening, what are you doing? Awful. Moron. But apparently, in the John Lewis, in on Oxford Street, that third floor, you can, uh, Hannah told us this, that you can go up to the third floor and do a quality street, and they've separated them all, and just do a pick and mix. And you get to pick your own. I saw the other day, someone messaged me and said that they do the, the lint uh, truffles pick and mix on their, on their shop. Like you can get like a kilo of their lint truffles for 30 quid for 30 quid and you literally have to you get to pick like in in lots of eight which ones you want in there i was like that's incredible great yeah yeah would you go i just i don't know i wouldn't just mix it and i quite like the white ones and those well no but there's some flavors that you don't really get a huge amount of like you don't see them regularly because because it's obviously it's their online shop so there were some really nice ones that look like there's some really cool ones (laughs) so i might do that for someone at christmas we'll see oh thanks mate no, myself. I was talking. <laughs> Not you. All right. Uh, we did have a couple of questions because um, basically two hours before I put the show up, I put put a little uh, question thing up in my stories. Should do that more often, shouldn't we, Dan? But mm. people don't often reply to you, so no one replies to me, mate. No, no. It's just they. I think they're going you know, to get trolled or something like that. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. what I usually get. I usually just get abuse. All right, we got um, one question. So it was from a female PT. Um, there's two ways to take this question. We didn't quite know how to. So how to deal with a guy who wants to lift heavy but can't when you're a female PT? I don't know whether this is what's the protocol if the guy can't lift heavy anyway and you're a female PT and you don't know whether you should tell him or not or he wants to lift heavy but he doesn't think he should have a female PT. It is the preconception that female PTs don't lift heavy, which is obviously false. Yeah, I, I assumed it was more the first one, but I don't that know. That he, he can't lift heavy and you want to attack him. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why gender becomes an issue with that. You're a PT. It an issue. No, but you're a person, no, but I mean, like, have the confidence, if you're a personal trainer, have the confidence to go, you can't lift that, I'm here for your safety, like, you shouldn't be lifting that. Yeah. Um. And like, or if it's an issue that about spotting him, like again, like is it that you can't spot him properly? I don't know. Like I don't. Well, I don't think spotting should spotting shouldn't be an issue because well, no, but she might not be able to like reach properly. I don't know. Like do you know, could be fucking. If he's yeah, trying to squat two hundred kilos and you can't yeah, really, then watch, you're you're training at like eighty percent loads, eighty five percent loads. Why do you have to? Yeah, but he wants to lift heavier. Like, she just said though, didn't she? So maybe he wants to go fucking stupid. But I, I would <laughs> say, I mean, for me, it's like yeah, you're the you're the PT, he's the client. Like you've got to say no like you can't lift that heavy or you shouldn't be lifting that heavy or you don't have the capability to lift that heavy or it's not it might not even be worthwhile for his programming like just say that be like look it's it's not 
it's not good for your goal. Like, there's no reason for you to lift like that. Like, I can't think of many reasons. Many clients should be doing like stupidly heavy work that often. Um, no, I think it's just a. If all else fails, let him do it and let him hurt himself. <laughs> let him do it, and then if he if he fails to see the progress he wants to see, then that's fine. Trying to be like, is he just trying to boost his ego? Is he trying to impress the PT? I don't know. Like, a PT is always more impressed with good form over lots of weight. So, hundred yeah, like that's yeah. If you nail the form, um, so yeah, I I'd say let him lift heavy if he wants to. Um, just obviously heavy for him could be a different thing than what he yeah. thinks is heavy and try and explain that um, yeah because I think this preconceived notion of I want to be a powerlifter when you're not going to do any powerlifting events good work probably don't need to train like that obviously you can if it's just for fun there's no reason why but you just have to outline the protocols that you, there is a higher risk of injury with training as a powerlifter or training as a strongman all strength yeah. sports have the highest risk of injury because you put yourself under excruciating intensity, uh, which is not always good for the body. In small doses, pretty good. In large doses, pretty shocking. Uh, right, um, I like this one, actually. Am I tripping? Or do some PTs only work with clients who are active on social media? I thought that was fairly interesting. And he did... Uh, it's one of your clients, actually. It's probably what you're doing. Old... Uh, Old ring. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. To clarify my question on your stories. Can't leave any of us alone, can he? Do you know what I mean? He's just taken a client. He's got a podcast as well. But he, he, he pretends to do the intro for our one. Uh, very strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? I've uh, just taken a client whose uh, coach ditched her after after a diet, giving strong vibes that it wasn't because it was because she wasn't sharing his content and mentioning him on in posts on social media. The other thing that sprung to mind Ego much. was that he used her for a transformation pick. Now he's done. I won't read the rest of them because it's not too nice. Um, but yeah. Do people only work with other people because of their social media follow? Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think there's, I mean, some people I know give out free coaching to some people who have got loads of followers. Yep. If they shout about them. Um, it's not something that I've done. It's not something I've done. Um, I can see the benefit. I can see the benefit of it. Uh, I think there's, I think PT and like coaching somebody just, I think you're, you're missing the point of if you, if you're a trainer that's doing that, then you're like, all right, it's this, this one person's not going to make or break your career. And just what you got to think of it as a career, not the kind of spark or splash in the ocean. That's going to make you massive. Um, I mean, the the pains me to say it, but the one person who probably showed this that it's it's like continuous, continuous, continuous development is when um, Jane Smith showed all of his kind of following gradually going up, and he wasn't like a splash in the pan and suddenly got big through one random post. He'd been putting posts out for two, three years without anybody knowing who the fuck he is. Um, and that is not, I can't imagine it would happen from just taking on one insta celebrity or ish like that. Yeah. I just think I, th- I just think it's one of those things that it I, I I'm awful with social media anyway at the best of times like in terms of like <laughs> getting clients to shout me out and like posting transformation pictures and stuff. I've started getting better at it now. Um, 
and like showing off a bit more. But I, I'm I'm always I'm always really bad at doing. I I think it's showing off. It's not. It's just it's it's, it's showing that you know your shit and you know what you're doing. There's an element of it like that, but. You see some people's Instagrams, it's just like fucking shrine to themselves. And you're like, all right, mate, drive on. Like, do you actually work with any clients? Doesn't look like it. You know, do you actually do anything other than post pictures? No, it doesn't look like it. Like, and some, and some people's fitness accounts, they need to be like that because it is all about them and they're big enough that they can do it. But I just think, like, this guy clearly is more interested in being social media famous than he is about helping his clients. Like, that's evident from his decision yeah. there that he's done that. Um and again, it's like most of my clients probably got like 300 followers or something. It's like, who are they shouting at? And, and no offense to any of them, like it's just the way it is. Like they're not doing it for them. They're not doing it to try and get followers. They're just doing it as like to post pictures for their friends and family to see. And it's like, wh- wh- why do you care if they shout about you or, or talk about you? Like we've talked about this before, I think, but like a lot of clients don't give you loads and loads of credit. You know, they, they take the credit themselves for, for their transformation or they take the credit themselves for their own work and they talk about their own training and nutrition like it's them that are doing it. And, like, it used to kind of annoy me, like, when I f- first, like, got, like, had an experience of it. And now I just, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't care because it's, like, it's, it is what it is. It's just nothing you can do about it. Whereas, obviously, this guy's taking offense to it. Um, and, I, like, if... One of my clients posted their transformation picture and didn't credit me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, bother me. It'd be nice, obviously, but I'm not going to sack them or go <laughs> get out of my get out of my life because you didn't do it. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Odd behaviour from someone, but he clearly is, like I said, more interested in just go and buy your followers, mate. If he's that interested in having followers, <laughs> him, mate. Like, it's clear to it's clear to, it's clear to everyone that obviously his following is more important to him than his clients' happiness and welfare or. Yeah, which in the long run isn't going to brode well for it. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry. And 100% it happens. 100%, yeah. For sure. That people will take on people based on their social stature. Um, yeah, when people even know. I mean, you can see it because there's people, there's PTs. that uh, It always gets us that if anybody has the term celebrity trainer in oh. their uh, bio or <laughs> uses that term then uh yeah don't care you'd be, you're not you'd be sure they trained one person once who was an extra <laughs> in eastenders and that's it like, celebrity trainer i mean it's just baffling <laughs> i know train i know trainers who train celebrities yeah and they don't have the time of day to post on social media because they're too fucking busy <laughs> like also the, you know, like, there's there's the guys that obviously do like, what's his face? The, who's the incredibly dry guy that trains a load of like basketball players? Ben and fucking legend. Ben Bruno. Yeah, fuck, absolutely legend. He doesn't. He doesn't. I liked. Uh, he's training some. I don't know who she is. He's from like Good Morning America or something like that. Or uh, she was doing hip thrusts, and there was, it was like, oh, showing an amazing way to uh, <laughs> to uh, basically brace her abdominals whilst running her mouth at the same time. And this is it's brilliant. <laughs> it's isn't really, like, it's just it's, like, I just love the way that someone like that can train celebrities but take the piss out of them still like mm. it's, it's it's and that's probably what? why doesn't they love celebrity. him yeah it doesn't have celebrity trainer his time no he doesn't he's just like strength coach like just like yeah. he's just but he's and he's the kind of guy as well like i've shouted him i shouted out i shouted him out on my instagram stories actually and he re- replied and i was like oh my god <laughs> uh, and like it's one of those things where he is just and that's the kind of i, I sounds really bad like, i look up to him a lot like in terms of like the way he does things like He's really innovative in his training and his strength training, but then at the same time, he just does basic shit with these people. Uh, like, he just basic. gets some hip hip yeah. thrusting. He's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like he had Kate. I think he, he trains Kate Upton. 
and he had her doing like a um, prowler push. It's like there's nothing. There's no fucking donkey kicks. There's no all that shit. But I just like the way that you can tell he is exactly the way he is with all his clients. Like you can tell that with all his celebrities. Like he's just that's him. He's not putting on a show. Like whereas you know all these other people that are celebrity PTs. You wonder if they're trying to be you know be all like oh I'm this I'm that and try and portray a certain image. And he like wears sweats all the time with a baseball cap on. <laughs> yeah. And he's like the best video of his. Like if you don't follow him, go and follow. Him. I think it's at Ben Bruno Training. I think or if it's not, just yeah. search Ben Bruno. It'll come up. Both, both me and Dan follow him. So yeah, yeah. There's a video of him lying down on the sofa sideways, and he's there going. I don't know what the record is for the side plank, but this variation of the side plank I'm doing right now, I've done for eight hours. And he's like lying down on the sofa and he's like, I probably hold the record for it right now. But it's like the driest, funniest thing like you can you can find on Instagram. I, I fucking love it. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. My clients might tell me, might say otherwise, but I like, I, I'd like to think I'm, I'm pretty much the same on a podcast, on a YouTube video to my clients on the phone as I am. You know, like it's just the way you are and that's the way it should be. Um, and this guy clearly, like I said, is just more interested in trying to be something he's not. And it's, yeah, and if you're thinking about doing that kind of stuff as a trainer and you're getting angry about it, pick your battles. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. So <laughs> just just be just be super super kill them with like niceness or kill like be like then do a post about them or something like within your account and then they're more than likely to uh, to reciprocate, I'm sure. So Beat them with just positivity. Do the work. Just like fucking get them a transformation that they can't not shout about. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do it in a way that makes them feel amazing. Like she might go out a transformation and felt like fucking utter shite the whole time. She's not really <laughs> going to shout about it, is she? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Hence why she's probably, yeah, they've. I just think, ways. just as a trainer, if you're in the industry, get into industry, like, don't get into this industry for a pat on the back because you ain't going to fucking get one. Like, it's your job. It's expected. Just do it. <laughs> like, do you know? Like, it is. Like, you know, accountants don't get shouted about on social media for, for doing a good job of their accounts. Do you know? Like, just fucking do the job. Like, no, true. I'm I'm really mean to my accountant. So yeah. <laughs> like, question, question, question. Never a kind of a fact, a thank you or anything like that. So also because they they put in stuff that I don't, I, I clearly don't understand in the emails. They're like, oh, have you done this or this and this and this? I was like, that's what I pay you for. I don't know what that means. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, we need all your receipts. I'm, what the what are they? So you what you on about? <laughs> all your receipts Dan you must have QuickBooks by now Jesus no, mate. or or something like that I use free agent don't use any of that shit that's what I use free agent I will be as of April next year though <laughs> yes yeah. yeah as of April next year yeah but, well I'm going to be going back to an employed what uh, it may be so easy for you to get a house though I don't know it'd be great finally buy a house instead of uh, slumming it as some sort of self-employed person yeah it's so annoying well I'm, try- I'm trying to go through the process now, but like you have to have like two years worth of fucking accounts and all this shit, and like yep. being self-employed, you can't fucking expense anything because they don't treat you the same also, way. They're re- they're also, they're also like really weird on the amount you put through, and it's yeah. not like it's not your profit or whatever. It's yeah, really exactly. cool. I, I'm so run like, myself as a business. So I basically way, so, left yeah. it alone. I basically fucking had to leave it alone for two years. <laughs> uh, and Very April, strange. April is the second year. So then I'll be expensing every fucking paperclip I buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I think I'm... Like, I actually use a lot of paperclips actually. That's a lie. Do you not? Everything, yeah. everything else I use. <laughs> Ridiculous. All those paperclips for all those matte products you have. Absolutely fine. Mate. All right. Um, yeah, any any news your end? How was oh how was the Christmas party? Everybody who was there. Oh, it was good. It was messy. There was lots of alcohol consumed. Um, yeah, it was it was good fun. It was good to see everyone. It was um, yeah, it was good. It was very, very good. <laughs> well, well done for everybody that showed up. I did go to mine, even though I was feeling like absolute 
whore. Um, I had about three glasses of wine and went home. Barrel laughs, you do, man. Pretty, pretty crazy. Mm. I think I still got back at about 1 a.m., but I was like, oh, I'm deaf. My voice was just non existent. Really, really low as well. So Lovely. people going, oh, what are you doing? Brilliant. Um, yeah, mate. All right, I've got no news, my end. We're all no. good. Uh, with, we're VAR, well, they're quickly approaching uh, Christmas, which obviously means the police. Um, we're. We got slightly confused on the dates uh, last week, so I'm unsure when that'll be out. I feel like it's going to be out Christmas week for police because uh, we must have missed an episode somewhere because they normally take twos off, two weeks off. Dan must have been off celebrity training, and then I don't know. I couldn't be bothered to to get a guest on. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, we must be a week somewhere that we can do something, or maybe I was away. I don't know. Let's yeah. just blame Brexit. That's fine. Blame Brexit. That's probably Theresa May was basically in our way, um, and she was dancing all over the show. Probably and, that. Yeah, probably that. So bless her. Got the job that nobody wants and nobody could do. Um, yeah, guys. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Go follow us on all the normal channels. Um, let's get those ratings over one hundred. I want a hundred five star um, by the end of the year. That's that is your that is your deadline. If you've listened to this all the way through forty minutes. Because um, we're there, we're in the nineties somewhere. So, oh wait, fucking hell, ninety odd five star reviews. So, if you haven't left a review, sort your life out. And if you haven't got a, if you realise that we're asking for iTunes stuff, then uh, I'm sure you can sign up for an iTunes account somehow. If you have a Samsung, did you see that the, the, the uh, Samsung would apparently tweeting off a uh, off an iPhone? Brilliant. Well <laughs> wow someone's gonna get sacked for that yeah they uh they got sacked promptly um yeah absolutely hilarious but uh yeah go do all that kind of stuff helps out we'd like to reach that by the end of the year that'd be amazeballs and we might read them all out um but yeah we will uh catch you next week catch you later